Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. New York State has just two or three days worth of doses on hand. Floridians caught in the botched COVID-19 vaccine rollout have been writing angry emails to local officials. Demand far outstrips supply. We are still waiting to learn when more doses will arrive. States all over the country have been struggling to distribute the COVID-19 vaccines. And people are getting frustrated. There is no excuse for this. You've had months to get a real plan in order. Get on the ball, guys. There we're out here. I just don't understand how no one is able to give a straight answer to the question of how many doses are out there that are ready to be distributed and at what point. According to CDC data, 41 million doses of vaccine have now been given out and more than 22 million of them have actually been injected into people's arms. Here's the problem. At this rate, it's going to be more than a year before all American adults are fully vaccinated. So what is going on here? Today, we're going to do a deep dive into how two very different states are handling the vaccine rollout and why one is doing so much better than the other. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Coronavirus, Fact versus Fiction. I think it's really important in your rural areas to recognize that the community is home and the community knows their population best. And if you try to utilize a top-down approach, oftentimes that's not going to work. Krista Capehart is the Director of Professional and Regulatory Affairs at the West Virginia Board of Pharmacy, also a member of the state's COVID-19 Vaccine Distribution Task Force. She's one of the main architects behind the state's unusual vaccine rollout strategy. Now, I've been serving a little little crazy bit of a role because I've done everything from being at the hub to um, to work with a vaccine at the hub sites to running clinics myself. So I've been vaccinating people as well. Um, so I've seen everything from the time the drug gets to the hub to putting shots in arms um, as a pharmacist. West Virginia has emerged as an unlikely success story in the country's otherwise chaotic vaccine rollout. According to CDC data, the state has administered more than 80% of the vaccine it's received. That's compared to about 55% nationally. West Virginia was also the first state to complete first-round vaccinations for everyone in its long-term care facilities. Here's State Governor Jim Justice earlier this month on CNN. Now just imagine this. In West Virginia, as of Monday, every single vaccine we have received was either in somebody's arm or had a name tagged to it that it was going to be in somebody's arm in the next day or so. A major reason for their success has been pharmacies. Under a federal partnership program, states around the country are partnering with CVS and Walgreens to vaccinate residents and staff in long-term care facilities. 
but West Virginia decided to do things differently. Instead of working exclusively with big commercial chains, they prioritized local mom-and-pop pharmacies to vaccinate residents. West Virginia actually has about 45% of our pharmacies are independent and 55% are chains. So while we do have a lot of chains in West Virginia, we know that our independents are serving our very rural populations also. And so we really needed to open it up to all pharmacies, not just um, those in the federal pharmacy partnership. Not only were the local pharmacies located in more rural areas, they also had existing relationships with nursing homes that were nearby. And um, if they were already serving and providing pharmacy services to that nursing home, we could match them up. They already knew the patients and they could go right into those facilities and vaccinate and it would be a perfect match. West Virginia has also been working with the National Guard to distribute the vaccines. Essentially, they're over our hubs. They're also over the um, the actually transportation to the various sites. And they have just done an absolute amazing job. Just their um, logistical and tactical expertise in terms of pulling off such an unbelievable um, operation like this. I mean, you know, getting doses to all of the various hospitals in the state, getting doses, um, whether they're just running the individual facilities or running the, um, or getting doses to actual um, pharmacies and those kinds of things for transportation, making sure everything is stored appropriately. Now, that's not to say there haven't been bumps along the way. There have been. In one county, local health officials mistakenly administered more than 40 people with the monoclonal antibody cocktail instead of the vaccine. Fortunately, there weren't any reported negative health effects due to that error. But so far, the state's innovative approach has largely paid off. Here's Governor Jim Justice again. Little old West Virginia, one of the poorest states, one of the states where people are spread out all over the place and everything, but we've done it. And we've done it repeatedly, first in the nation so many different times, first in the nation to test all of our nursing home residents and first in the nation to vaccinate them all. But we don't need to sit around trying to develop systems or or meeting with committees or whatever. We needed to act. We needed to move. And West Virginians are pretty daggum practical and pretty smart people. We got it done. In other parts of the country, states are struggling to keep up with logistical issues, the uneven pace of vaccine supply and the overwhelming demand. Georgia, for example, has one of the lowest vaccination rates in the country, according to CDC data. So far, it's given out slightly less than half of the doses it's received, although local officials say CDC data tends to be a few days behind. One of the biggest challenges Georgia faces is logistics. The state health department has been doing a good job of communicating by email to the local communities. The hardest part has been getting them the vaccines that they need. There's just not enough for the requested doses in the area. Ted Ross is the director of the Center for Vaccines and Immunology at the University of Georgia. He's been working with the Georgia Department of Health and the Georgia Emergency Management and Homeland Security Agency on COVID-19 testing and vaccines. So the decision-making process of who is going to get how many doses and which vaccines at what timing has really been a little bit chaotic, and I'm not sure quite why that is the case, but it is um, it seems to be improving now that we've kind of got our feet going. But what we really need is a lot more vaccines arriving and a lot more people to not only distribute them, but also um, transport them around the state. 
Not only are better distribution channels needed, but also more healthcare workers to actually administer the shots. The real bottleneck to this system is having enough nurses and trained personnel at the site to administer the vaccines to as many people as they can in a given day. And so that's been a slow part because you're having to go to a single location or the health district nurses and coordinators have to go to a certain location, like a nursing home, and vaccinate that population. And they don't have that many staff. To speed things up, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp recently signed orders to ease restrictions and allow a wider variety of medical professionals to vaccinate people, including dentists, pharmacists, and EMTs. So far, about a third of the doses allocated to Georgia have been sent to CVS and Walgreens so that they can vaccinate nursing home residents and staff. But Governor Kemp said that they now have enough doses to accomplish that goal. So from this week onward, that portion of doses will be used by the state instead, increasing its capacity to about 120,000 doses a week. This is certainly a positive step forward in our vaccine distribution efforts, and it will mean 50% more supply than we have been previously able to provide. In saying that, I want to continue to urge caution and patience for everyone watching today and those in the media. We will still have far more demand than we have supply. Ross said local health departments could also use some help with the rollout. It really should be coordinated with a federal government agency to help distribute. That could be through a FEMA type of organization. It could be through the National Guard. But to set up very large vaccination centers using either arenas or basketball places or just setting up in a park and having people come through and drive through, you know. But it needs a lot of hands, and it would really take a coordinated effort, I think, with the federal government to do that. And the resources would need to come from the federal government. There's just, I don't think there's enough funding at the state level to be able to support what is actually needed to be done. The states were not supposed to do this alone. But under the Trump administration, federal guidance was lacking. Now states are hoping with the new administration, things might get better. The Biden administration has promised to deliver 100 million vaccines in the first 100 days, launch mass vaccination sites, and deploy mobile units to hard-hit communities. The president also plans to increase funding overall for the vaccine rollout. Here's Krista Capehart again from West Virginia. I did hear that our governor had um, a very good discussion with the Biden administration, so um, we're very um, hopeful that uh, we will be able to get additional vaccine as it's available. Um, we have we know that if we continue to get the same amount of vaccine and we don't have any new products on the market, if we were to get the same number of doses that we're getting at this point, we wouldn't be able to vaccinate all of West Virginia until October. And I can tell you, I surely hope that I'm still not vaccinating West Virginians in October. But, you know, I am I am hopeful that, um, you know, through whatever mechanism it is, that there are additional supplies made. And so I think we're just going to have to wait and see. The coming months will be crucial in slowing down the pandemic and protecting the most vulnerable among us with the vaccine. But it will take time and money and better coordination. And you got to remember, the virus is still spreading and the vaccine alone is not going to be enough. 
we do have to keep wearing masks and keeping physical distance as much as possible for some time to come. If you have any questions, please record them as a voice memo and email them to asksanjay at cnn.com. We might even include them on the next podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.